Well, I'm sure there are a few lockies at the draft, uh, draft combine over the weekend, Wayne. And very exciting times for a number of young West Australians. It was a great weekend for our young West Aussies who were invited to the National Draft Combine. Zane Zakastelsky, that's a name we're going to hear a lot of. And Aidan O'Driscoll could well become the third member of the O'Driscoll family to play AFL football. Let's welcome Kevin Sheehan. He's the guru, AFL talent ambassador. He joins us fresh out of the Draft Combine at the weekend. Hello, Shifter. Yeah, Jacob, yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, we'll need to get our uh, our heads around Zach Ostelsky, won't we, <laughs> hey? That's a hard one to say, but uh, it was quite a sensation as a young athlete at the Combine, and uh, that's coming off a of best on the ground in the Colts grand final over there. So one that's emerged in the back half of the year, as, uh, as boys do. I noticed he's a December, he's not 18 until December, so he's still got uh, plenty of upside physically, I would think, and... Uh, just started to come on at the important time of the year. Yeah, well, we broadcast that Colts grand final and our commentators were getting their, their heads around his name and they called his name plenty of times. Um, vertical leap looks impressive. He played in the ruck in that grand final, but he's sort of yeah. been earmarked as potentially a, a key position player, Kevin. Um, what do you observe in Zane Zakostelsky? Yeah, look, I love that game. I think it was against Vic Country over there at the, at the Wacker. It was his first game in and just his, his clean hands stood out straight away. He said one touch overhead. Uh, you quickly, uh, knowing it's his first match in, you you look at his size at 196, and then with that leap, he plays taller, plays taller than that. Uh, his date of birth might suggest there's a couple more centimetres in him too with his with his height. So he he just might grow into a guy uh, good enough and tall enough to play in key defence, uh, knowing that he's still developing, and uh, that's the encouraging part for him. But his the running vertical jump, his was 94 centimetres. Uh, not beating Nick Nat is 102 from years ago. So we've got plenty of data over 30 years, really, now with uh, with uh, what the absolute um, reach is of some of these boys. So that would suggest he's capable of playing on some of those taller forwards that are over 200 centimetres with that natural jump. So uh, yeah, athletically, very much in the elite category, and uh, his football's still progressing. He wasn't the only West Australian who turned heads there over the weekend. Kevin Aidan O'Driscoll, uh, part of that very uh, talented footballing family. Colton Tholstrup's a name we've heard a few times. And Lance yep. Collard uh, also put their best foot forward. They're all very, very good, yeah. Um, uh, well, Tholstrup, we'd seen him when he had an impact. I think he might have missed the first game of Nationals with an injury. But then come in at the start of the, the very first quarter of the next game, you could see his class and... Uh, he was an important player from there. And, and then it got that taste of senior footy to it, Suvi. And, uh, and then he's tested really well. That's great for him to, to be uh, you know, considered uh, well in the top ten in a couple of the disciplines there uh, at the Combine. Uh, Collard, well, he had that speed endurance combination, which we do love. Um, you see him as a small forward, but he showed his couple of running through the midfield, maybe getting out on the wing. Uh, he's next-gen academy, I think, West Coast. So that. But have a call on him if he's still there after choice 40 in the draft. They can match the bid. But any bid earlier than that, by the current rules, uh, the club would, uh, the club that called him out would be able to keep him. So that's, uh, uh, that's the rule under that next-gen academy that's uh, available to, uh, well, I suppose, a multicultural players with multicultural family backgrounds and Indigenous players. So it's an incentive for clubs to get involved in, in assisting them in, in their development in their early years. So those boys, very good. No, Driscoll, yeah, dazzling speed. That's how you describe that. Uh, uh, so he, he was super impressive. And, 
we've seen him out on the wing, and that's really a specialist role now, isn't it? AFL level, those blokes that can get up and down the ground and be that outlet player uh, that uh, you know, can match it with good use of the ball as well. So, uh, yeah, he'd been quite a good player for, for WA at under-18 level nationally. And uh, look certain, you'd think, now to, to join his brother Nathan in the, uh, the AFL comp. Kids that miss out on this combine, how does it affect them? I'm referring probably one to a, a Dan Curtin, or, or, you know, who's got a hamstring. And that. Does it affect their chances, or is there enough being done leading into them? Yeah, look, I think with, in the case of Dan, yeah, definitely. The boys all test early in the year when they're, they're fresh and healthy, and we get that database right. And for most of them, in their 17th year as well as their 18th. So that will be uh, recorded and shared with all the AFL clubs uh, very early in the year. So that that's there as a safeguard. Uh, and then, yeah, he had that uh, that little bit of a hammy that stopped him from testing, but it didn't stop him from being interviewed by most of the most of the AFL clubs, and uh, they get to know the individual. Um, all the medicals are then done. Uh, so it, it, you know, there'd be 15 or 16, I think, that uh, couldn't test. And it's just a consequence of that game, I think. It's a, you know, the, you have some wear and tear at the end of the year, and it's a body contact game. So across both those, you've, you've always got maybe 20% or so that uh, are able to test. But uh, we, as we say, we, we, we will test them early in the year and make sure that we've got some data on them in terms of those measurables like their speed and their endurance. The ones we seem to have talked about are, are sort of the midfielders or utility. What, what about big ruckmen? Have they, is there any sort of standouts within this group? Well, I think there, there's probably about five, and, and the boys that, uh, that we think, are, you know, Mitch Edwards might well be, he's a boy from down at Peel, uh, that might well be coming, coming through as one of the, the better two or three. Uh, he's a boy about 205, 206 centimetres, so you really have to be that big these days to be able to take up a position like that. They will be probably 10 kilos uh, down on what their uh, eventual playing weight will be in terms of uh, really having impact at AFL level. So you just have to be patient with them. Um, there's, uh, he'd be probably the first of those to be taken from uh, from over in WA. There's a couple of other names to, to follow. A kid called Taylor Goad from South Adelaide. Again, a basketballer early in the year that's really switched to the footy. Uh, he was very impressive. You'll note his speed was right up there in the top. The top players... Uh, uh, that was quite surprising to be in the top 10 for speed when you're 206 centimetres. He shows that in games too. He follows up very, very well after hit-outs, gathers the ball at ground level. A premiership player, just under 18 level at South Adelaide this year. So he's a, he's a name to look out for. A kid called Will Green, a, a Victorian boy from the Northern Knights, uh, coached there by Anthony Rocker, the former star uh, in the AFL, a big key forward himself. But this boy, the Ruckman, uh, just got better and better as the year unfolded. Uh, just his ruck craft is very good. Again, he's got those broad shoulders. He'll fill out to be a terrific size uh, young man. Uh, he's already at 204 centimetres, six foot eight. So there's some of the boys that uh, we think were pretty prominent um, uh, as potential ruckmen. There's a boy called uh, Virgo Vesentini. His brother Dante debuted at Port Adelaide this year. Another very athletic boy of over 200 centimetres so only four or five there but uh, so if you want one you'll have to get in 
reasonably early, uh, and they will take two or three years, those ruckmen. Kevin Sheehan, the voice you're hearing here on Sports Breakfast, uh, recently announced as uh, a life member of the uh, Australian Football League, and uh, he's the AFL Talent Ambassador. The National Draft Combine was held over the weekend. The State Combine for WA coming up this weekend for some of the, the local talents, also looking to press their claims for the draft uh, later next month. Kevin, um, Harley Reid's been touted as the number one pick right through this year. Could you foresee West Coast have that number one pick as it stands? Could you foresee a scenario where Harley Reid wasn't taken with the first pick, or is he still the logical and only choice? I think he'll go first pick. It's just a case of who who has that first pick when the trading's over. Uh, been a standout for two years, uh, absolutely, in all Australia last year. Uh, interestingly enough, he played at half back last year and uh, uh, dominated there. Then late in the final game last year, was switched forward and kicked two almost match-winning goals. Uh, so he can play down that end. As a junior, he kicked 100 goals. He's about 14 years of age. So he was an absolute star as the, as the forward. Uh, and then this year, he's been a midfielder. Uh, his burst from stoppage in the centre of the ground is a bit... You know, you'd say it's a bit a, a, like a Paddy Danger or a Dustin Martin. That's through his ability to brush people off. He, his don't argue is pretty prominent. You might say well, that's against underages. Well, he pushed up and played um, three games at VFL level, played for both Carlton and Essendon, and dominated in the best players, uh, in the best three on the ground. So he, his step up to play against the pros, or the full-timers, if you like, uh, was very, very impressive. Uh, and the other time he, he played well was uh, when he played for the Australian under-18s. They played Port Adelaide's Sandful senior team in a representative match during the during gather round, in fact, and he was clearly Australia's best player uh, again against uh, all those listed players. So he's taken on every challenge, shows he's capable of stepping straight up, and and uh, we've seen that with the likes of Harry Sheasel, Will Ashcroft, and of course Nick Dacos The last couple of years, haven't we, blokes that young boys that have come in and uh, had immediate impact, and and uh, Harley Reid's got the capability of doing that as well. Kevin, uh, to finish, mentioned uh, this uh, national combine's now been run and won and we've got the state combines. What do the next six weeks or so look like for these young men as they prepare for a hopeful AFL opportunity? Yeah, well, I think that uh, active rest it should be for them. Um, you know, They will have worked up, many of them presented, the boys that presented at the week, and people little WA boys are in great nick. They've done a fair bit of work. Um, well, to be an educated guess, that they've done work to be able to perform like that. So they deserve to have a little bit of downtime. But that's active downtime. They want to present in good shape should they be drafted on the 20th of November or or, or uh, within uh, days of that because uh, we've got a couple of nights of national draft and you've got a rookie draft, so there's opportunities there. And then some other boys that may have been overlooked, remember we've got this supplemental period now where clubs will take two or three in for summer training and uh, normally six or eight get up from that as well and get listed. So there's opportunities uh, abound for, for boys over the summer period. And uh, then halfway through the year, for three years now, we've had a mid-season draft where on average 15 players get picked up. So the opportunities remain there for the next six months for those that uh, uh, I suppose aren't initially taken in the first two nights of the national draft. What do the next six weeks look like for Kevin Chan? Oh, a little bit. Well, certainly uh, I'll be over at the weekend. Look forward to having a look at uh, what we described. We look for the next Matt Prentice, who I reckon he turned up at state combine level at least two years, possibly three, before he eventually eventually got picked up as a rookie and he ends up a Brownlow medalist. 
So there's, there's been some stars that uh, haven't been initially taken. Uh, he was rattling off. In those days, he was the beep test, and he was rattling off 15s, which is elite, as elite as anyone. And finally, he got a crack at it. And, uh, uh, you know, that's just the nature of it. It's an imperfect, it's an imperfect system. We can't uh, predict the future perfectly when we're trying to choose players. And, uh, but at least there's some safeguards there with rookie lists and, and uh, fellas, uh, you know, through into their 20s now are often pick up Lockie Schultz you're talking about. He, he uh, took him a number of years to get his opportunity, and he's certainly been a very good player for Fremantle. That he has. And there will be some players who put their best foot forward this weekend that maybe aren't being spoken about, like the youngsters we've spoken about so far, but that's the magic of it. You can be taken at 22, 23, and still have a great career. Kevin, appreciate your time as always. Uh, safe travels over here to the West, and hopefully uh, our young West Aussies put their best foot forward this weekend. Like they did here in Melbourne. So, yeah, good luck to all the boys and thanks for having us on. Always a pleasure. Kevin Sheehan with us, uh, recently inducted as a a life member. That'll be officially done in March of next year, leading into the season proper, but uh, not too many more fitting 